Good evening everyone and it's such a privilege to be here with you and to talk on this particular teaching and I trust God that we are going to be blessed by all that God is going to be speaking into our hearts today in Jesus name. Let's take a prayer. Father we thank you for you are interested in all things concerning us we thank you for that which you've determined to speak to us today we ask we ask that you would speak and we would listen and we will be changed and transformed by all that you say to us thank you because we know you have heard and answered us in accordance to your will in jesus name we have prayed okay so we are to do a quick study on principles of kingdom service and what it means to serve in the kingdom of God and how to understand and find a place of service that best expresses your gifts. So I would be sending the recordings in short forms to indicate um, or highlight the points that I'm going to be discussing and I trust that it is going to bless you. Our anchor scripture will be Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. It says, Wherefore receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Verse 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. I believe that as we take our time to meditate, the very heart of God concerning kingdom service will be revealed unto us thank you so much and god bless you even as we continue okay so let's get started so we're going to be looking at this um topic in five parts five major parts five major parts and the first part is we're going to look at the concept of the kingdom of god secondly we will look at the, the character of the king we have been called to serve then third we will look at kingdom service or kingdom business what we have been called to do then fourth we are going to be looking at service in equipments that which god has given to us to serve the gifts that has been given unto us and then lastly we're going to be looking at the character of the kingdom servant okay i'm trusting that god will grant understanding and granting sight for the entrance of his word gives light and understanding to the simple heart okay so let's get started scripture says that the kingdom of god righteousness is righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost that summarizes what the kingdom of god is and for you to be a part part of this kingdom you have to be born again believe in the death of jesus christ in his burial in his resurrection all that god has come to do for us in christ to reconcile us back to god as you believe in this your faith in christ jesus gives you access to the grace that is in him and then you are born again born of the water born of the spirit and then you are a child of god you come into the kingdom of God. Okay, so before we talk about service, we must understand the character of the kingdom of God. What sort of kingdom is it? 
even though it is such a large topic we will just take a little time to know what sort of kingdom it is okay so the kingdom of, there are many kingdoms but the kingdom of god is above all okay so it is established and exalted by god and i will look at it in two dimensions the first is that god's kingdom is within you luke 17 verse 21 establishes that fact okay it speaks about the governance of god upon our heart that is led by the king himself that is the spirit of christ within you and the extent to which you submit to the king within is the extent to which you can serve his purpose on earth that is you can express him okay the second path is god's kingdom on earth which is your expression of that kingdom within on the outside okay so it's an extension of his kingdom within you more like an expression of god that you carry within okay so god through men spreads himself all through the world to do his will and establish his kingdom wherever they find themselves from our lead verse it says that we, we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved it means that this kingdom is built on principles that cannot be shaken scripture says that the scripture cannot be broken and the kingdom of god stands on the principles of the word of god every kingdom has its particular culture the way of life and for us as believers our way of life our culture is the word of god we are built on the principle of the word of god the word of god is final on every situation we live by the spirit of god and we live by the word of god okay so that is what i want to highlight on the point of the kingdom of god there are many other things to establish but i want you to note that first entrance into the kingdom is by being born of the spirit which is being born again and then secondly God's kingdom is within you and God expresses his kingdom through you. And then thirdly is that the kingdom of God stands on the principle of God's word. Okay, so we quickly move to the second part, which is the character of the king. I would want to indulge us that after this time out in this teaching, we'll take our time to, you know, seek to know God more. You know behold him as king okay so we're going to look at the character of the king it is important to understand the character of the king we serve in this kingdom the bible says that god has given him a name that is above all name and he is just not he's not just king he is king of kings revelation 1 verse 6 talks us talks about us being made kings and priests unto our god but jesus is the king above every other king we submit to him is all glorious is seated on the right hand of god he is full of glory and majesty and where the word of the king is there is power okay so he is the bridegroom who loves us as his bride and one major thing i would want to highlight about the character of the king even though he is all loving and kind and true god is inexhaustible you cannot search him out but i want us to highlight this particular character of the king that was spoken of in hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 and 9 it says that but thou but unto the son which is jesus he said that thy throne o god is forever and ever 
The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Okay, so basically, the king loves righteousness and hates iniquity. And, and as we have been called as sons, who are also going to be sent out to save we need to understand the character of our king so that we can serve him appropriately. So our disposition to the king should be one of submission and complete yieldedness. We have come to serve the king. We have been called to serve the king. It's a holy calling, it's a high calling. We should also have the disposition of fellowship and love. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has appeared to us. The love of God will live in it and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. So we should ensure to pursue intimacy with the king of kings pursue to know your king to know his heart to know the burdens upon his heart many times service is in the is in line with the burden upon god's heart yes okay so our disposition should also be such of obedience to his bidings when he speaks we obey and then that of reverence and godly fear not fear that makes you unable to receive god's love but the fear that flows from an understanding of who God is, majesty, mighty and glorious. Okay, so that is the major character I would be highlighting. Okay, so let's move ahead to the third point, kingdom service or kingdom business. One, one of the things that comes to mind as early enough is that Scripture telling us in the book of Romans, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Okay, so now the question comes that what does it mean to serve the King of Kings? I have spoken of um, the kingdom of God, established some few points. Like I said, this is not exhaustive. It is just to highlight the basic things that we need to know when we are rendering service to the King of Kings. And then I looked at the character of our King. And now we are looking at kingdom business. So what does it mean to serve the king of kings? Is it like serving every other king or is there a difference? Now, this means to search out the will of God and to do it. There is a will in the heart of the father. There is a mandate. There is a there is something that God wants done in every season. Okay, so it is to ensure that we stay in intimacy and draw it into the knowledge of the will of God and then to do it. The Lord's Prayer teaches us to pray that thy will will be done on earth. God's will will be done through men who are, you know, patient enough to seek out what that will is. Yes, it is established in the word of God and it is communicated to us by time by the Spirit of God. Okay, so find out what the king's king wants and then do it. True kingdom service is only within the context of his will. Thy will be done. Okay, so it is not just us doing something out of desire, even though our desire needed when the will of God has come to play, but it is us finding out what is God's will and then doing it. Then we can say we are serving the king. Okay, scripture says that many works will be burned with fire after being tried because many of these things were not done in line with the will of God. Okay, so we should ensure that Jesus said to us, he said, Lo, I come in the volume of your book, it is written of me to do your will. That is the intention of every kingdom servant, to do the will of the Father. So, it is established that we are called to serve the will of the Father. Okay, And I will say this, that kingdom service is two-dimensional. Both means service to our king, but we must not neglect one and do the other. Both must go hand in hand. And many times has been described as 
being a waiter on both ends it means being a waiter i would explain that the first is ministering unto god ministering unto our lord the king which means you ministering unto god that that's your service at the altar pouring yourself out to god many people have lost the art of ministering unto the lord so i would ask myself when last did i minister unto god when last did I just sing praise aloud upon my bed? When last did I lift up my hands in worship? Not because I was compelled to do so, not because, but from the outflow of my altar, I just minister unto the Lord. I just bless the name of the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. I bless Him. I just bless Him. God, you are great. God, you are worthy. God wants us to minister unto Him. Yes. Okay, so there are many times we are much concerned about ministering for God, but God also wants us to minister unto Him at the place of your altar. Get down on your altar and then minister unto your King. He is our King. This is the first dimension of waiting on the Lord. It means to serve Him, to pour your praise, to pour your gifts, to pour yourself at the altar. Just minister to Him. Psalm 45 verse 11 to 13 establishes the, this fact in a more understandable manner when we look at that scripture we'll see there that it says to us to save our lord the king okay psalm 45 verse 11 it says that so shall the king greatly desire your beauty for is your lord and worship thou him okay so the second dimension is ministering for the lord the king this is when the lord sent you out you know to serve others for him so you take supplies from the lord you draw strength from god you draw life from him and then you serve the world you serve your generation with that which the lord has given unto you okay so just like waiters in a restaurant who go ahead to receive orders from customers and then they serve people we are waiters sent to save men save our generation for god the difference is only that we receive our orders from our lord the king the customer do not dictate your order you receive your order of what to do from the king and then our service is in line with his order we see the pattern of service that jesus established he said that when he was 12 and he was taken to the temple he spoke that it was about his father's business and he also said i must walk the walk of him that sent me while it is day." so there was a walk that was given unto him okay so i've established two dimensions of ministry for god okay i will talk about service placement now how does god place us this seemed to be the longest recording but i just want us to grasp it service placement first of all in the church and beyond church walls now in the church to the believers or to all those who come into the church within the church walls first we must understand the brotherhood the christian brotherhood you must understand that we are many parts but one body each part is needed to be to be able to ensure that all that god has put in us is fully expressed so you need the other sister you need the other brother you need to fellowship with them you must understand that when god plants us in a local church and wants us to save the one of the ways you can be able to save effectively is to understand the brotherhood so you know that i need him he needs me i need them they need me so understand the beauty of fellowship to psalm 133 
Verse 1 tells us that behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Okay, so when we dwell together, we are able to draw from one another strength. It says, they that are in Zion, they grow from strength to strength. They appear before their God. So understand the mystery of the body. Then fit into a place or a work group as led by God. Okay, or as guided by leadership. Sometimes the leadership of the church places us, you know, people talk about, oh, I wanted to be in the choir and then I was placed in the ushering unit. If we believe God that we were planted in that local church, we should be able to trust the decision of the leadership of the church, even when it seems outside our giftings. Many times when God permits this, it's because he wants us to mature in what we think is our giftings. So during that period of maturation, he places us in another place of service for us to serve. Pending in time that we grow, that gift is stayed up and then we are able to walk in it. So... And then it's like we are released to walk in that way. So, as we have found ourselves in the body of Christ, the local church where you attend, fit into a place, a work group as led by God or as guided by leadership. Okay, so beyond the church walls, our service to the world, there will be several placements wherever you find yourself, at your job, where you work, who you interact with, in your environment. You must sustain an ambassador mindset. Second Corinthians 4, 5 verse 20 says, we have been made ambassadors. That teaches you represent the kingdom wherever you send your, find yourself and you serve the will of God in that space. Wherever you find yourself, you serve the will of God in that environment. Matthew 5 verse 14 says, we should be a light of the world. We are the light of the world. So be a light. That is what you have been made. So we have to shine unapologetically let your life show Jesus. Let your life express Jesus. Save Jesus in that space. Let your life be a means through which Jesus is exalted and men are drawn to him. Okay, so you must understand that the peculiarities of the platforms require wisdom. But Jesus leaves us with one instruction in Matthew chapter 10 verse 16. He says, I'm sending you as sheep out in the midst of wolves. Say, but be ye wise as serpent, which means wisdom is important and harmless as dove. Whether you are sent to the business world, whether you are in the corporate world, whether you are in the world of, you know, family, whether you are in the world of ministering for God in songs, whether you are, wherever you find yourself doing business, you're a doctor, in your career place, you are an ambassador of Christ. Okay, so that's it. Okay, so let's go to the fourth point, which is our service equipment. What has God given to me that I should use to fulfill its mandate on earth, which means your specific tree as a waiter, your instrument of fulfillment, your gifting. Now we must understand that whereas the will of God towards every sinner is singular, God's purpose is that they be saved. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3 to 4 establishes that that god wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth second peter 3 verse 9 also says god doesn't want the death of any sinner okay for us that believe for believers the will of god is established in ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 it says that he has given gifts into the body so that we can all come into the unity of the faith 
into the measure of the fullness of Christ. God wants us to attain a fullness, a particular fullness in Christ. And for this, he poured out gifts in the body. So as we serve the body, as we engage in serving God in the church, we know that we are doing this. Whatever place you are put to serve or whatever place you find yourself to serve, you sustain an understanding of God's purpose in that service. What does God want you to achieve? God wants us to come into the unity of faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So whether you are an usher, whether you are in the choir, whether you are an evangelism coordinator, whether you, whatever place, you work in the children's church, you, you clean the church, whatever place you know that you are working together to ensure that all believer is perfected, all believer is coming into the unity of faith. You are fulfilling the purpose of God. And for these goals to be achieved, God has deposited in each of us gifts and calling. So everyone is called into the ministry of reconciliation. There are specific offices, ministerial offices in the body which people are also called into but each one of us is a minister we minister unto the lord and we minister for the lord okay so wherever you find yourself sustain the mindset that i'm an ambassador i'm a minister i represent the kingdom of god in this place okay so every one of us are gifted deposited in each of one each one of us is gifts that will help us to be able to fulfill the demands of our service in god okay so as we grow in intimacy with God, we are able to discover and uncover our gifts and use them in fulfillment of our call. Sometimes these gifts are patterned in the line of our passions. You are able to see the things that your heart are drawing after. So through that, you are able to find out your giftings. And it's important because these gifts help to make whatever we have been called to do easier. It's like a tree through which um, you serve god to your generation okay so for instance god deposits in a man a voice to sing to worship him and so such a man or a woman finds out that gift and he is able to sing jesus to men bring jesus to men wherever he or she finds is herself She's able to, through that gift, communicate Jesus to others. So, also different giftings that God has given to us. So, sometimes it's the gift in arts. Sometimes it's the gift in management, in the gift in business, gift in wherever we find ourselves, whatever we find ourselves doing, whatever gift you have been able to uncover from the bowels of intimacy, it is to be used to save our God the king okay so that is the basic thing about our giftings they are used in the course of fulfilling god's demands on us for service okay so lastly but not the least we're going to look into the necessities the must haves of a kingdom servant now it is a joy to note that um, the sons are the servers in the kingdom of God. The sons are the servers. We have been made sons so that we can save. We experience the love of God. We experience the joy of God, and that joy is shared abroad in our hearts and 
in the outburst of that joy and love and righteousness and peace that we experience in the kingdom we express god we extend our arm to establish god's kingdom to extend god's kingdom the frontiers of god's kingdom in our environment wherever we find ourselves what an honor it is to serve our lord the king so i'm going to highlight seven things that we must take note of as kingdom servants number one is love for the king the love of god has been shed abroad in our hearts and we must seek to grow in love grow and increase more and more in our love this we do by staying in the place of prayer prayer basically is communion with god exchange of your heart with god and then in the place of the word of god word of god grants us light grants us life quickens us helps keep us abreast with the burdens on the heart of god so love for the king must be is a necessity in the heart of the servant it is love that spurs us to service because service is actually kingdom labor it's a labor that mentioned it's something that you can you cannot do if you do not have a depth of an understanding of god's love you will grow weary of it you feel like why am i even serving especially when you're serving within the walls of the church, many people will relate with you wrongly. People will talk to you anyhow. Some people will relate rightly. Some will relate wrongly. If you are not doing it for the love of the king, you will grow weary. You will go out of service. You go out of service. Okay, so love for the king. Not, not only for the people you have been called to serve, but love for the king. Secondly, the goal is to please the king, which is your loyalty. Every kingdom servant must establish that the goal is to please the king. We are all stewards of the gift of God and it is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. Thirdly is to understand times and season. You must live circumspectly. You must be able to understand your timing in a particular place, your season you are in and be able to serve God faithfully in that season and do all that is needed to be done in that season jesus had this sense of urgency the understanding of his timing he said i must walk this walk while it is day the night comes i won't be able to do this anymore psalm 90 verse 12 says that teach us O god to number our days and apply our hearts to wisdom wisdom is walking in the way that is the right path doing the right thing so as we apply our heart to wisdom we are able to understand oh i'm in this space probably you are um in a place teaching that is not your desire maybe you desire to lecture but presently you are in a place teaching or maybe you desire to do this or do that and presently you are a place which looks little you must be able to understand your timing in that place and serve god actively that's the heart of a kingdom servant another thing is to live by burdens uh, men who get so so flippants with the burdens of god in their heart they might not be able to sustain service you must be able to draw continually from the wells of, of from the fountain of light in god and see light in his light so as you draw like that you are able to sustain the burden that is in your heart maybe for youths maybe for children maybe to, to to see that people are established in this area or that area to sustain the burden that god has placed in your heart five is love for god's people you cannot truly serve your generation if you lack love and this love is not something that you generate it's something that flows from the heart of the father 
to you and then towards men. Six is a complete reverence for God. A complete reverence for God. God is the King of Kings. He sits within our hearts, guiding us and then leading us into what should be done. And we must completely reverence him, adore him. This reverential fear helps you to do nothing except is in the line of God's word. Lastly, I know the least is what I will talk about, the grace of God. The grace of God, the tangible reality that we have in God, the grace of God. And it takes me back to first scripture, wherefore we receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace strength in god our sufficiency is not our own yes we have treasures in our earthen vessels draw grace from the throne when you see the enormity of the work that god has called us into as children of god to stand tall with our convictions in place you will see the need to draw daily grace from the throne okay so whereby we may serve god acceptably acceptably our incense that we place before the throne must be acceptable to God. Must be acceptable to God. Jesus said something in the book of John. He says that my father is always pleased with me because I do the things that he tells me to do, that he wants me to do. So when we walk in the will of God, we live a life of service that is pleasing to God. Okay, so that is it. For the seven things we are to establish as kingdom servants. In the last recording, I'm going to be sharing a short charge and then we pray. Thank you. Now, this is a closing charge and the question that should be on your mind is, Lord, what would you have me do in this time? There are burdens that the Lord might have placed in our hearts for a vision yet for an appointed time for a season that is to come. But Lord, what do you want me to do in the now? What is that urgency upon your spirit? A songwriter says that, Lord, whatever you are doing in this season, don't do it without me. So, the only way we can keep abreast with the thoughts of the Father, the burdens of the Father, the yokes, the, 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 the deep burden upon the heart of the Father, is by keeping in intimacy with the Holy Ghost. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the only way we can keep abreast of what it is on the Father's heart, you know, there was a point, it was said of Jesus that he looked at the people and then he, he saw that they were sheep without shepherd. They looked helpless and, he, and then he, he, he sp- spoke out a prayer and said that, pray ye the lord of the harvest that he will send laborers the harvest is truly plenteous he was able to tap into what is in the heart of the father so we must ask the lord i'm working as an accountant in this place that is my job what is my work here it might just be to two of the staff members it might just be to your boss it might just be to the gate man it might just be to the cleaner what is my work here oh god you've called me into the field of business i meet with people every day grant me insight on how to save you lord i find myself in this local church i fellowship with them what would you have me do that is the question that paul 
Then Saul asked the Lord, What would you have me do? It is the heart of a kingdom servant. As you wait upon the Lord, you ask him, Daddy, what do you want me to save? What do you want me to do? And I pray that even in this time, as God has decided to bring this word to us, he would reveal unto us that which should be done. And step by step, daily, as we live in the will of God and fulfill the will of God, we will be able to please our master through living a life of faith. I believe this will be our Lord in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for the grace we have received to be called sons and thank you for calling us into your backward of service we ask that from this day on you cause a revolution a change a transformation in our attitude towards service to you and you help us to behold you always as our king and serve you giving you the best in excellence giving you the best in in holiness giving you the best in in establishing our convictions giving you the best in saving our generation for you oh god thank you lord for we know you have heard and answered us in accordance to your will in jesus name we have prayed amen thank you so much for joining in god bless you